Insane performance, insane price. Intel's 10-core Broadwell E, Radeon RX 480, $500 of performance for $200. Asus Avalon, and your questions on The Full Nerd. Welcome to The Full Nerd, Episode 2, recorded June 3rd, 2016. I'm Gordon Maung with co-host Brad Charkis. Hello. And our special guest, Hayden Dingman. Hello. Welcome back, Hayden. Pulling the strings this week is Adam Patrick Murray, or APM. Uh, Gordon, I have a question. Yeah. Why did it take us so long to get on a, onto iTunes? I think... I, I'm not sure. It could have been because Hayden swore once, and they probably have to like <laughs> discuss it. Or also, they don't like us because we use PCs. Yeah, because uh, mm. episode zero is not on there either, right? You're right. They screened it. We're being yeah. censored. So that it's because of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that means this episode with Hayden will also not make it on iTunes. Yeah, Apple, Apple's going to just pretend they've never seen it. Maybe it's Apple because, has something against It's because they don't play video Hayden. games. Yes, they don't. Because mm. Hayden, of course, is our, our, our video game expert. And as we know, people don't play games on Macs, do they? It's because they keep scheduling all their developer conferences the exact same day as E3. That is what true. Why, you're right. Are they really doing that? Yep, for like yeah. a third year in a row. Wow, that's really like not cool, man. Although, I mean, it's not like anybody plays games on Macs. Now, we're just saying this intentionally to troll you, so you email us. <laughs> Dear sir, I am playing Counter-Strike Source. No, I don't know. Did they even have Counter-Strike Source on? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like they do. Source, I think Source like, is on. I feel like yeah. Valve hates Windows enough. They would make a Mac version. I wonder. I don't even. I have not looked at the state. They at of, least. Have, they might. I mean, they must have a Linux version. What's so. the percentage of of people on Steam who actually play on a Mac? Mm. I think it's like one percent. It can't be that no. Small. It's got to be, be two. It's got to be five. I bet it's five percent. Five, maybe. Yeah, sure. I'm betting okay. it's five percent. All right. That's a. That seems like a good Price is Right bet. So yeah, I, I will say what. Uh, uh, what is wrong with the Full Nerd uh, Show pod slash podcast? Is you're supposed to the host is supposed to stay on topic, but you can't do that because I swerve all over the road, which yeah. is why they it's never hard. normally let me host anything because it's just I mean like the train has left the tracks now. Actually, uh, and it's I'm, going down the mountainside. And uh, sorry to tell you this on air, but uh, we're gonna go ahead and have to let you uh, go from the hosting position. Oh right, right. Um, <laughs> so it's okay. Go, go clean this up is, your desk. It's not actually a pod. This is not. I'm not hosting. It's it's more of a of a. Uh, what are they? The co-op. It's like this co-op. So a we fireside can all, chat. Somebody yeah. can put all this back on track. Like I'm going to try to get the train off the side of the mountain with right. its load of gasoline. All right, we got it. We got it. Okay, wait, wait. So where were we? Oh, I'm talking about this. We're week's talking topics. about performance. Performance. Let's actually. People are here to talk about crazy PC stuff. So let's talk about some crazy PC stuff. We have it right here. We're going to talk about Intel's 10-core no, 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 no. Uh, Radeon. We, we need to talk about Radeon. Right? We're Radeon more? So wait, what's I, more important? You know, actually, I, I realized uh, just talking about this, they're actually an interesting side of two coins, the same, uh, two different sides of the same coin, right? Because you've got 10-core uh, Broadwell E, which is stupid expensive, and then you've got RX 480, which is like, whoa, are they, is it really going to be Stupid cheap. Stupid cheap. <laughs> yeah, but so I mean, the, I think the main disappointment with the Intel stuff because we talked about this last time I was on, and I had said I was probably going to pick up one of those six core chips. Right. The worst part is that they made the six core chip twice as expensive as it was before. No, no, it's not twice. As it's expensive. it's six hundred bucks. It used to be three hundred and fifty. So well, it's almost twice as expensive. No, no. So you're mixing up. They got the so they got the <clears throat> they got the good six core part. <laughs> which is the one with all 40 PCIe lanes, which is the 5830, 5830X or 5830K, I forget. So that's uh, a good chip. That's, and then they got the one like that has only 28 PCIe lanes. Mm-hmm. That's still more than what you got out of uh, Haswell E. And that one's still... So that, that's the one most people bought, the 5820K. Yeah. And that one was That one was around 330, 350. Yeah. List price was 380, but you know it really got down to about 330 at one point. It was, it was a real bummer to me how looking at the price breakdown for the entire line, everything that's six cores or higher got a price jump of some kind. Yeah, Everyone's focusing right. on the 10 core chip being just like this stupid amount of money, yeah. but every single six core chip or higher went up at least 50 bucks. Why, well, why did they do that? Why would they do that? Well, I, I think the main reason is there's no competition, right? So 
you got yeah like, like what are you gonna do buy buy an AMD chip I mean the only the only competition Intel has is itself at this point yeah um, until Zen comes out but uh, as far you know we actually should mention the price so people who don't know so it, you know there's been a lot of headlines this week over uh, Core i seven sixty eight fifty X I should know the number since I, I wrote the damn review but the price is the stunner right seventeen hundred dollars. And twenty three, seventeen hundred and twenty three bucks. It's, it's that's the price of my PC. That's the price if you buy a thousand of them. That's the <laughs> that's the you know the bulk price. I'm guessing yeah. you, if you're going to buy one, it's going to be more than that. That is the crazy thing. I and the funny, I haven't actually seen one for sale yet, and I, I do want to see how it shakes out on the street because. Uh, but I, <laughs> the funny thing is, is like seventeen. And I was just saying yesterday, it's like it's seventeen hundred and and twenty three bucks. It's like Intel at some point. Couldn't just round it off. No. It's like couldn't just like, well, you're buying a thousand of them, so we're gonna sell it to you for seventeen hundred bucks. It's like no, no, they would round up. They would 17, sell it to seventeen fifty. But I mean, come on, man, with twenty three dollars, where does the twenty three dollars come from? Is that like you think they're actually like somebody's there? Like we're gonna make you feel good about this. It's not gonna be seventeen twenty five. Give you two dollars off. Man. No, oh, it's, it's the cost Shipping of the little ink on the back of the chip. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it says yeah. uh, the part number. I just can't believe. So, I mean, do you guys think that's nuts? Or should we talk about a little bit about the performance? So, I tested yeah, it all yeah. last week. It's kick-ass in performance. If you really do insane amounts of things at the same time, like, like what? So, I'm saying you need to be rendering a Premiere video, which I did. You running Premiere video, running 3D rendering, and then doing something else, and then the thing is like awesome. But like, if you're just doing Premiere, like 6700K Skylake, perfectly fine. What so, they call it, uh, megatasking, like playing a 4K game while rendering, while streaming, like something like yeah, that. I was, right. I was wondering, like, uh, did you test streaming performance? Because that's always been a uh, a sticking point for CPUs. Um, I didn't, but you know, usually sort of that real time encode is is core heavy, so you do want more cores. I, yeah. I definitely would not be doing real time Twitch. I wouldn't be building my Twitch audience on a on a quad core. <laughs> Right, and most people, no, most professional streamers actually have two boxes. Yeah, they, they normally just route out to a second box. Wait, bu- building an audience? Are Are you announcing here today that no, you're going to no, start no. your Twitch channel? Well, I'm. You know, he's, he's now that you have a ten core, I'm too world old. Of, world of Could you imagine? That? I just couldn't imagine like my son, like all the twelve year olds, like, what's this channel? Wait, oh, it's some kind of joke. Look at this. This it's old man playing old World dude. of Warships. <laughs> Look at this guy. He really sucks. Right? Can you imagine? Like, man. I wonder what the oldest person on Twitch is. It's like it's probably like twenty seven, right? But now it's Gordon. The old guy, he's twenty seven on Twitch. This is like American Idol rules. Like if you're over twenty seven, you just can't apply. Right, you can. I mean, because you got to have reflexes. I really, who's the oldest uh, person on Twitch? Jeff Green. He does a lot of uh, Twitch streams, or at least he used to. Does he do Twitch streams? Yeah, he used to. I know. He was going through Dark Dark Souls. He's like in his. 40s, 50s, I don't know, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah, but you know the way it is. But he's on, he's young. You know, he's old, he's a cool old guy. He's cool, you old know. Guy. Yeah, I'm just a young old guy. But you know what it is with Twitch? How old is he? So it's like in like next year that that little the thing in his palm's gonna start glowing red. <laughs> got to renew. It's got. He's over. <laughs> Logan's Run reference. 1970s movies. Yeah, for Nobody's all the young kids that. out there. Yeah, exactly. No, but so on the megatasking thing, it's interesting because I I was like. Megatasking is like what? What the hell is that? I mean, like, why are you pushing this? And they're like, well, you know, you got ten cores. You need an excessive amount of 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 tasks because you're just you're not going to use it. It's really hard to use all ten cores. If you do, it smokes everything. Is, is I mean, it pretty just, smart about delegating cores to tasks? Yeah, and then that's that's actually one of the cool features is with Broadwell E is now you can actually say like, hey, I they go through on each chip, and there's a chip right here. I'm going to hold up for people who. Look at this in the audio. Ooh, I'm describing it. Fancy. It's a CPU. It's silver, and it costs seventeen hundred dollars and twenty three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now at the factory, Intel looks at each chip and they go like, "Hey, one of these cores is going to overclock better." So we're gonna we're gonna let you identify this core. It's in this particular chip. It's core nine, I believe. Hmm. So core number nine overclocks the best, and they actually have a utility within Windows ten <gasps> and Windows seven. That you can then say like, "Hey, I want to run Microsoft Word overclocked on that one core," and the cool thing is, then you can then you can also overclock each of the cores individually, which you can never do before. You could sort of say, "I want to overclock if there's a light thread, like something's running four cores. I want to overclock to four or five or something." But now you can actually say, "I want to overclock cores six, seven, eight, nine to four point five gigahertz, and then everything else at this clock." And then that's the really is, really cool. Actually, how does that yeah. affect uh, how does that affect heat? 
Did you notice? Uh, I really didn't look too much at the thermals because I didn't have that much time. I did run. I didn't have any thermal issues. I did run our part at 4 gigahertz and all cores, four cores at 4 gigahertz. And then I ran one of them at 4.5. Mm-hmm. So just to, and then the cool thing is when that utility, you could then, you know, you could say, I want this app to run on not core nine. And I believe the way it falls is it gives you the list of the cores it'll basically run on. So like they sort of rate them like, you know, one to 10. And then so if core nine gets this and you run two threads, and then it goes to core three. And then you just overclock core three, you should get more performance out What's of it. What's really interesting to me about this is uh, the new GTX. Uh, GeForce cards, uh, they have the new GPU Boost 3, which basically it'll scan your particular gra- graphics processor, and it'll tell you, hey man, it'll perform this well at this, you know, voltage, and this well at this voltage, so it like creates a custom overclocking profile for you. Oh, really? And it seems like this Intel thing's kind of the same thing, so I find it really interesting how both NVIDIA and Intel are really playing to the extreme overclocking right now with these. Well, I guess that's... that's I mean, the- I, yeah, I guess that's what you get when you spend... Over <laughs> on it. Yeah, 1080 is not exactly a cheap card, right? So, no. well, there speaking was, of cheap uh, cards, there was a Adam here. He's said, doing he's doing the moving us along. He's just like <laughs> it's called a Segway. Move along, Segway to. Do we, sorry, do, not to cut you off, Brad. But do we have any more Broadwell E questions? Or no, we're we're good. Uh, that's crazy. I have a question actually. I don't know if you know the answer. Um. But when you're looking for a chip like this, I mean, unless you're streaming like we were talking about, um, the real use for it would be, you know, like work tasks, productivity tasks, right? And that's traditionally been the realm of Xeon processors. Um, How does this compare to, like, say, are there any 10-core Xeon chips? How do they they compare price-wise to this? Right, and that's actually kind of the crazy thing is there's actually three Xeons. There's two 10-cores that are less. They're like $700. (laughs) It's like, why is this... And then there's actually a 14-core Xeon. They're all LGA 2011 V3 parts, so they should work if you have the right chipset and motherboard support. But, yeah, that one is $1,700. You can get a 14-core Xeon for the same price as this 10-core. What's the catch, rate. then? So the catch is most Xeons are locked. I believe those parts are locked. And those Xeons, they're clocked pretty low because you know, Intel's not into – they don't want you to overclock the thing. Also, Xeons are OEM mostly, so there's no warranty. If you nuke your, your $1,700 CPU – Intel's pretty good about saying, yeah, we'll replace it. Xeon's like, yeah, you know, go to the OEM you bought it from. So. Well, then, I mean, who's, who's using Xeons then? Well, mostly Gordon. if you're buying, you're getting them in a system from Dell or whatever, so that you go to your, your system vendor to build it. Aren't you using, uh, aren't you using a Xeon? I actually do run a Xeon at home because I'm badass. But, uh, uh, I, I run one here at work in my Mac Pro Tower. Oh, right, uh, right. From 2011. Right, those awesome uh, yeah. 2011 CPUs that yeah, you're running your Mac yeah. Pro. But yeah, I don't I don't quite understand it. Definitely there's low clock speeds on those Xeons, so you can't overclock it. The 10 core chip really the best promise is, hey, we give you awesome multi-threaded performance up to 10 cores. And then because of all the per core overclocking, the Turbo Boost Max 3 technology or some such that they're calling it, we can compete with a, a quad core that's overclocked. So you can get, you know, quad core 6700k performance out of it. It's pretty when cool. You overclock. So it's yeah, it's if, a, if it's you a have great like deal an too. An extra grand to spend on a an on extra a chip. yeah, I know. That's like that's an entire system. You could build an entire yeah. system for seventeen hundred dollars. So well, and a bo- damn fine one too. Yeah, a really good yes. system. You could buy a, you could buy a system for just a grand at this point. Yeah, but I mean, this is like what could you build, man? You could build a sixty seven hundred K box with ten eighty. Could you do two ten eighties? No, not no, quite. you could probably do one ten eighty. So one ten eighty. You could probably be, you could maybe do two nine eighties once the once the price goes down, right? And they're already there, right? Or ah, watch this. It. This seems like a good segue. This point is a right segue. Here. Wait, 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 wait! I have or- to stop this segue, which is really dumb. What to say? We filmed a hardcore hardware on this. Oh, so yes, yes. That, you, that's what you people. Yes, yes, yes. That, that's what you should follow up with, yes, right? We'll have a link. Watch the the, the hardcore hardware. We'll link to the hardcore hardware. Yeah. So back to okay, that segue. Okay. Segue. You here we build go. A PC this with episode 12, is brought to you by the hardcore hardware. Twelve <laughs> cards. Twelve cards. Twelve. You cards. shouldn't build a system with two 980s. Right. You shouldn't buy any 980s right now because AMD just announced the two hundred dollar two hundred dollar RX four eighty. It's first Polaris GPU, and they're promising performance right around that range for just two hundred bucks. So is that true, or is that just kind of yeah? Like- they they're promising that, but. Well, they told the Wall Street Journal it'll be right around $500 card performance. But when you look at all the breakdown, they've only released limited specs. But when you look at it, it's probably going to be 
somewhere between the performance of a R9 390 and a 390X. So, you know, very respectable right in that ballpark. For 200 bucks. And the 390X was how much? Uh, it started started around 450 or 480, but it went down in price pretty quickly. Yeah, the whole Nvidia pushing the price down thing. This that, time AMD didn't even wait. They didn't wait for <laughs> for Nvidia to push the price down. They were just like, "Fuck it, 200." Uh, swear words. Oh, time code. You gotta yep. write some down. time code right here. And we have a swear a virtual swear jar, so then we have to mark that out. Did you? So Brad, I, <laughs> otherwise I do so get mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. So uh, Mark Mark Hawkman, uh, uh, another writer here at uh, PC World, he had a question. He thought, like, man, two hundred bucks? Are they like giving the thing away? Don't they want to make money? Do you- uh, well, I don't know. Um, because you got to figure this is uh, using the much smaller fourteen nanometer process transistor die size, so they can get a lot more chips out of a standard wafer. So there's a good chance that these. Could depending on how much it costs them to make these wafers, they could potentially get many more GPUs out of a single wafer. So, well, and I mean, we've talked in the past like this is this is sort of AMD's hail mary anyway. Like, I feel like I feel like if they can't get that that graph of Steam users that's been slowly going green for the last couple of years, if they can't get that graph to turn around this year, I feel like they're, this they're is a, a bad this place. is a damn fine chance. I mean, two hundred dollars yeah. is really yeah. aggressively priced. If it if it is indeed, I mean, haven't tested. It. If it is indeed around the performance of like a three ninety three ninety X for two hundred bucks, I mean, the big draw of the GTX ten seventy is that it has performance just a little bit better than a Titan X, and that's you know nearly twice as much as two hundred bucks. The GTX ten seventy is three hundred and eighty, so that's a big gulf between there. It's right. really aggressive on AMD's part. Yeah, you can do two RX 480s for the price of a 370 or 1070. Yep. I guess what I want to note, though, is like whether uh, – why – I mean, why so cheap? It seems like they could have gone 250 or something and then lowered it later. Or are they just intentionally sort of flaunting NVIDIA because they know – Yeah, I really NVIDIA's think they need to – I really think they need to, to get that market share back. Uh, I don't think that they can run it at 250 because people – AMD is in such a bad place – uh, both in terms of their reputation with drivers and and the way that Nvidia is shutting them out at GameWorks, like they are in a place where they need a miracle to get back into the good graces of uh, system builders. Yeah, and I think that two hundred dollars price point was enough of a headline grabber that now people who haven't considered AMD for years and years are finally like, hey, I might I might actually buy one of these. Would you? I mean, would you yeah. do it? I mean, if you're talking near nine eighty, well. I, mean, I, would, I I don't know if, if I would do it, and and here is my reason uh, because we're because I'm doing review games, and I will say that that day and date with release, Nvidia generally has better drivers, and and so for me, I need those drivers to be solid on day one so that I can go, hey, this game actually works, and there have been too many times where AMD puts out their drivers like a week later or whatever, and the game runs like crap for for a week okay. up until that point. Uh, but for a general, you know, general use case, if you're a person that buys games six months after release, there's no reason to worry about driver support. Usually, I, I will mention Usually, that yeah. a- AMD's been stepping up the driver game the past have, six months. Yeah. They've released a whole lot more in the first six months of 2016. Yeah, what year is it? Uh, 2016, as opposed to 2015. Yeah, but. Do you think though? So here's what what I want to know. So the R two hundred dollars that traditionally gets you. Maybe a solid 1080p gaming card, right? I mean, in, in today's yeah. price, 200 bucks is like a 960, I'm guessing. No, yeah, 200 bucks is a 960 or 380, uh, which actually kicked into 960's butt. <laughs> right, and that's a solid 1080p 60 frames a second card, right? So. Yeah, right around there. They'll get you close enough. But what's crazy to me is this is a $200 card, the RX 480, and it'll just eat any 1080 any 1080 game you throw at it. I mean, if the performance is indeed on par with the 390 or 390X, I mean, that means everybody gets ultra settings on 1080 games now. Yeah, I mean, this I mean, is basically that's awesome. This is a this this takes over that spot before from the what, the 750 Ti or whatever, the 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 Dota card basically. Do they still sell the 750 Ti? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they still because they that's Nvidia's around. like play for that low end market is that 750 Ti, and and this card basically takes over. I think that market of like, hey, you just play MOBAs all day, like put one of these in, it'll look real good, and it won't cost you that much. This will right. play uh, if again if the performance is on par. This won't just play MOBAs. This will play anything you throw oh, at yeah, it. Totally. 1080p, 60 frames a second, flat out. Totally nuts. I just mean from a from a price standpoint and like a positioning standpoint. This is like that. Hey man, 
You just need like you just need to play some games. Here's here's your games. Yeah, that's what gets me really excited about uh, this whole generation of graphics cards. They've like basically moved forward two technological generations under the hood. Their graphics technology, and uh, what's crazy is how little power these things use. And towards the end of the year, they expect to start rolling out uh, some cards with the second generation of high bandwidth memory. And like the 750Ti's uh, claim to fame is that it doesn't need a power cord. Right. So can you imagine once, you know, they start getting HBM technology in with these super efficient graphics cards, how we could have some really badass cards that are just like super small and don't need a power connection possibly. But I don't imagine that's going to be at that $200 Price point mm, no, soon, right? no, but I'm excited about it. No, yeah, that'll be pretty awesome. Although um, the 480 doesn't look like it's as power efficient as I would have expected, you know, because it's I like mean, that's AMD's standard thing, right? Like AMD has always been a, a power hog and a hot runner. Yeah, well, but see, new process. I guess. Yeah, you're I right. I mean, Brad, even smaller process. What? What is it? Twelve no, nanometer? Uh, we'll see. It's rated at 150 watts according to their documentation, which is the same as the GTX 1070. So it's it's a very small amount of power, but it's interesting to see that their $200 card takes as much power as NVIDIA's you know $400 card. Yeah. But I think it's worth pointing out that if this is on par with a 390X, when we tested a 390X, to get that level of power took AMD like 430 watts or yeah. something like that. So this is like a threefold increase. Yeah, wow. so it's a so it's better than it has been. Way better. Way Yeah, better. my my power supply is comically oversized Over, now yeah. <laughs> for for this new generation of cards. Oh, yeah, all, all, because I bought I mean when I when I got the 980Ti, my old power supply wouldn't wouldn't run it anymore. Uh, cuz I think I was running like a 650 watt before and it was it was like right on the edge of having some issues. Um so then I bought a 1000 watt and now it's just way too much. Like I <laughs> I could run so many cards off that th- thousand watt power supply. You'll just start putting cards in just for fun. Yeah, just to, <laughs> to use just the to, power, just to enhance my power bill. Hey, do you think like two hundred dollars, man? That is just like two hundred dollars, ten eighty p, pretty much ten eighty p ultra, no sixty frames a second. It makes it pretty hard to like. Why buy a ten seventy card? Why go all the way to spending four hundred bucks, basically? I mean, that's just like, it is. It's a big gulf. Again, we're going to have to wait and see until we actually assuming, get our hands right. on the card and assuming, test it and everything. Yeah. Assuming they're not being. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, I mean, is it this, then does it come down to resolution? So like for um, 1080p gaming, you do arcs uh, 480 for 1440p. You might do a 1070 card. Yeah. Yeah. It breaks down like that. Um, I think if it's indeed as powerful as they say it is, I wouldn't be surprised if the 1070 comes down in price a bit because. The price to performance gulf between you know 980 level performance at 200 bucks versus the 1070 basically has Titan X level performance. I mean the difference in performance there isn't 200 dollars worth at that point. So I'd expect the price on that to come down a little bit. I I agree though. I have to also say uh, it depends on how future proof uh, 1080 stays for the next couple of years. And I I expect it to stay future proof at least until people are buying new cards. Uh, but it is worth noting, right, that that rumor has it we were getting new consoles out of E3, and the last time we got new consoles, uh, the the PC performance jumped ahead quite a bit huh. in, the, in the year or two afterwards. Related to that, it's pretty crazy. This is a $200 card. I mean, you can get it with 8 gigabytes of RAM. That's, you know, another factor from the console push. I mean, it's a $200 card. I mean, the 8 gigabyte version will probably cost a little bit more, but, you know, it's an entry-level card, and it has 8 gigabytes of RAM. We've come so far since the consoles yeah, launched. Yeah, well, and, that, and that's the thing. I'm really curious to see if we're if we're getting a new a new Xbox and PlayStation uh, by the end of the year or early next year. Uh, I'm really curious to see what that does to games again in the next, like, two years because we're finally not going to be... I mean, I mean, this happens every time, but this time it's happened extra fast with this console generation that like the PC is, is horribly hamstrung by the, the subpar hardware in those consoles these days. Right. So I mean like a faster Xbox, faster PS4 has, has, has been rumored would be good for us. Cause yeah, well, uh, it'd be great. I mean, it's, it's dumb for the console crowd because those, those boxes are three years old. Like I can't imagine if you bought an Xbox three years ago that you're very happy that you're already priced out by a new one. Uh, but for the PC crowd, it's great because if you look at if you even look at games from like I've been I've been going back and playing a couple of games from 2011 2012, and I remember when those consoles came out, everybody was like, 
do we even need new consoles? Man, you go back and play a game from 2011, that looks like trash now. It looks <laughs> awful. Uh, so, yeah, I'm curious to see what that, that jump forward does for us. Not not to talk about inferior consoles, but does that does that kind of break the whole console model? I mean, they're sort of used to, like, we're going to come out with one box, you're going to use it for eight years. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a PC it? model now. Like right. they're, they're basically saying, hey, it'll still play all the same Xbox One games, but now you'll probably have to change the settings for... For your high end or your low end Xbox, which is just the the dumbest thing. It's uh, crazy how they're like working so hard to throw away all the consoles' big advantages, yeah. man. Yeah, like different really hardware trying. levels. I mean, now you got to download massive day one patches and stuff. Oh, not like, even the patches. The installs are crazy to me. Like every it used to be right. Like that was the thing everybody would hold up for for consoles was like, man, I just put the disc in and it runs. And yeah. now I, now I <laughs> yeah. put the disc in, and it takes longer to install nope. off the disc than it takes me to download a game off Steam with my with my internet connection. Like I, I'll put in, I'll put in like Rare Replay or whatever. It'll be like, hey man, come back in like three hours. This will be installed finally because we have a slow Blu-ray drive in this. Uh, I I don't know. I can't. Like they're really trying to, to to kill reasons to use consoles. Besides like price, obviously the you know that four hundred dollar price or whatever is still pretty attractive, but. Do you think they could sell an? I mean, a, an Xbox with? We're assuming that it's you know a level of graphics of, of from Polaris. Do you really think they could hit four hundred, four to five hundred dollars? I mean, that's that seems kind of crazy, doesn't it? Uh it'll be tight. I bet you it would be five hundred dollar box again. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Well, and it depends on how much they're willing to take a hit, uh, especially Xbox because they're they're so far behind on this console generation. I could it's, see them taking the the hundred dollar loss to to sell more mindshare. Well, they need something. Yeah. This this actually ties into what AMD is like pushing this card as right. They're pushing it. They didn't say, "Hey, it's the ultimate 1080p card," which me as a PC gamer got really excited about. They're pushing it as, "Hey, now people can afford to play VR." Yeah, and which is amazing at two hundred dollars. But that ties into all the rumors about the PlayStation and the Xbox getting VR headsets. Soon. I mean, the PlayStation so one's not even a rumor. Like the, the PlayStation one is coming. That's coming this fall. Uh, the rumor is the Xbox one. And the funny thing is that people have have like made it up in their heads. Like the Xbox is getting some proprietary Microsoft designed VR headset. Well, but it's when Oculus, it's, right? It's, yeah, it's yeah. way more likely they're getting an Oculus headset because they already are partnered with Oculus. I don't know why they wouldn't just partner up on the console. Well, side and, too. and they're pushing Hololens. They yeah. want to keep pushing yep. that. So it's like, hey, we have AR and VR. But you could definitely, assuming the resolution isn't insane, you know, like dual 4K panels, you definitely could push it. I mean, they're already saying the 4A. 480 can can do 980 level of graphics. So I mean, I would yeah. love for them to hit 1080 on those consoles flat out, 60 frames per second. The problem is what well, the problem with consoles is that they never do this. What they end up doing is the PC gets so ahead so fast that then all the designers start making games for the PC to run at 1080 60, and they hit that that like 1080 ish 30 range on on consoles, and they call it a day because the people playing consoles a don't care uh, and b that way they can like keep pushing the graphics forward, and so the the graphics look really nice. They just run terribly, and then everybody goes, "Well, why can't we get 1080 on these consoles?" Well, the reason is you could if all your games still looked like 2011 Xbox 360 games, right? But if they look like Mirror's Edge or whatever, you're not going to hit 1080 on those consoles. But they're going to be pushing 4K anyway, right? That's kind of their big thing that they're going to be. Uh, they're I doubt, fake I doubt pushing that 4K. Uh, they're 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 pushing 4K Damn. support, which is like, hey, we're gonna play 4K video, but they're not showing, they're not playing, oh. you know, games at 4K. All right, you know what? I'm talking to. This is way too much console talk for me. I feel like dirty when I talk to. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta go take a shower. You know, just you like just feel. Hey, it. I, as PC we know, parts inside these days, man. It it's is good, good for us. That's why we like to talk about All those our Xbox exclusives coming to PC anyway. It's like humans. Yeah, and Quantum Dream. Like for consoles, <laughs> for me, it's like you know when humans you go to the zoo and they've got monkeys. You know, you gotta like you gotta look at like kind of like <laughs> where you come from, right? Kind of. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, am, let's, let's move on. And then, mean, and then if your I'm child meaner. falls into the console pen, you shoot the console <laughs> person. <laughs> I'm actually meaner to consoles. I, I know for console people don't get it. Uh, I actually want to move us on to the next segment, which is a crazy thing. Brad knows all about this. because Builder's I Corner. Closely. It's our Builder's Corner. Yeah. And we, I want to talk about Asus's Avalon, which is some kind of weird proprietary mini case thing. Yeah, so this was actually cool enough that I had 
Memorial Day off and I woke up and read this and said, man, this is cool. I'm actually going to take off my holiday and write about this. Uh, it's basically it's a concept PC at this point. But what they're doing is more tightly integrating motherboard design with case design to make it look basically like a, their concept looks like, like a hi-fi stereo system. Right. And the, the whole idea is to make it, uh, one, sleeker, more elegant looking. Two, uh, enable some new functionality because you're more tightly integrating motherboard design with the case and everything uh, as opposed to just having everything be, hey, here's this case, here's the motherboard, here's you know all the traditional stuff. But it, so it's, it's modular, right? Like I was, yeah. I was reading your article and it, it's basically Razer's Project Christine concept from, from two-ish of. years ago. Except with Asus being an actual OEM and creating kind of. parts. Aside from the motherboard and the case itself, which obviously need tight integration to hit what they're looking at. Everything else, I mean, the whole their whole thing is this is still the open PC. You can still swap out your uh, processor. You can still swap out your graphics card. You can still swap in, you know, storage, whatever you want. Um, the trick being that they get rid of a lot of cables by introducing a new PCIe-based edge connector, they call it, which looks like a PCI slot, and you basically just push your parts into it. But it's weird because, I mean, you sort of have – you still have your motherboard plane, and then you have an L-shaped connector yeah, that plugs into cards. it. And then what, what goes into that connector? Um, well, the whole idea is, like, it's modular. You can add whatever you want. So, like, in their concept PC, it has the motherboard at the top. And one of the cool things that has all these different uh, pins and connectors right in the front of the PC because they have the motherboard come right up to the front. Right. The example of integrating it more. But then they have uh, like in their constant PC, they have a daughter card come down that has all kinds of uh, storage capabilities. So you can just hot swap storage in the front. In the back, uh, they have interchangeable input output, you know, shields. So that basically the I.O. shields are different. So you can plug those in and out. So if like you're a streamer, you can get one with you know, multiple uh, DisplayPort connections or whatever. If you're a high-end audio person, you can get something with funky audio, you know, all the different connections. Yeah, and and I, I like the one, it was like, uh, for VR, you get multiple USB ports. And it shows <laughs> a thing that has like 15, 15 USB connections in the back. And I was like, okay, even for VR, this is overkill. <laughs> Why? You can never have too many USB ports, man. I don't yeah, know. But not for VR. It's nuts. Like, it was like, it was like 12 <laughs> USB, like normal USB uh, connectors and then three USB-C connectors or something uh, on the on a, a horizontal row. How is that VR though? I guess I'm. A little I mean, just because so like it. you need two for the Oculus and I think two two more for the Vive, if I remember correctly. Maybe one for the. Vive. Okay, that's somebody uh, that, in marketing yeah. going. This is VR. Yeah, uh, right. Or just a like USB a normal ports. person that has needs a lot of USB ports. So yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at the uh, the photos on your. Um, on your article, Brad, and uh, did they talk about airflow or like you know like there's no room for like custom water cooling or anything? I mean, um, well, there is a little bit of a gap at the top, uh, so you could theoretically install these custom water coolers. Um, what they're doing is they're again integrating it all together. They have built like giant heat sinks into the side of the case and stuff like that, so that the case itself acts kind of like a heat sink. They partition off the graphics card into its own department compartment not department to its own compartment so it's blowing air out the side through those heat sinks and stuff like that hmm. the picture that i saw also made it look like there was a proprietary power supply that's the thing that kind of bugged me it looked like there's a well, power supply with an edge connector on it this whole yeah. concept again they're putting it out there as a concept is you can do it all today with parts that are available today but they need this new edge connector so it's a little bit different from Project Christine, where Razer's Project Christine was like, here's these crazy modules, and you right. just swap them in yeah. and out, et cetera. And this, they're saying, you could do so much more, you just got to rethink how we're connecting the things. But, but I'll say this, Project Christine looked a hell of a lot cooler than, than this thing does. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't, um, don't dig the 80s hi-fi no, vibe? No, it like, just looks like a, like a bad, like it looks like bad. I mean, it reminds me of when the Xbox One debuted and it was just like, oh, it looks like a VHS player from the 80s. Like, yeah, yeah, are these a hot swappable drive bays in the front? Is that what those are? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can just pop them in and out. Well, I, I, I talked to one vendor yesterday and he was dissing it. And he's like, yeah, that's they went through all this work, all the engineering, so they could basically make a square PC, which you can already make today. So what did they actually achieve? Well, and I guess I guess my problem with this this concept because I like I like the idea in theory, but the same problem that Project Christine had, like who is this actually for? Um, 
there are not that many people I know that that want to build a PC and can't actually build a PC. Like that's a pretty easy process these days because right. of how much documentation is online. And uh, so, and because of because of the proprietary nature, you're expecting it to cost more anyway. And by the time you paid the premium to buy all these parts that are that are proprietary, you probably could have just bought a similarly performing PC that was pre-built. Yeah. Well, I guess I, for me, oh, go ahead, Brad. I think uh, a big part of the problem they would have to overcome for this to even start to have success is there's a reason why, you know, the standard, it's a box, it's a motherboard, put your stuff in it, has existed for so long is because it works so well and there's no vendor lock-in. Everybody's, right. you know, able to make whatever they want. Case makers can make whatever case they want. Motherboards makers can make whatever motherboards they want. They're just standard sizes, whereas something like this you need to more tightly integrate the motherboard and the case and all that jazz, and it just feels like they're saying it's open. It's uh, you know, anybody could make stuff like it. It's still a DIY PC, but it feels like it takes it like it feels like this would benefit like ASUS more than it would benefit someone like EVGA who only makes motherboards or whatever. Yeah, well, right. and I think it it, it uh, constrains the visual aspects of it too. You know, it's like hey, if if you have to to always have these pieces, but they're but they can't look different. I mean, that, that's part of the reason why you want a custom case as well. Is you know, you you want it to look the way you want it to. Yeah. Not just performance and, and fit into varying spaces and right. and all sorts of I, stuff that you can't really do with this. The thing that kills me though is you just if you actually bought it, say they actually get this thing out this year, you go and buy this thing. In five years, there's a good chance they probably have, would have given up if nobody buys it. And you go to upgrade your machine, you could probably upgrade zero. You can't you can't swap the motherboard, the power supply, nothing. You pretty much you're locked into a box that you just throw away. Pretty That's much. like that little uh, whatever what they call it, Acer Revo, that little machine. Yeah, with that has the little like Lego blocks that you build it up. Yeah. Um, they talked about a big deal last year, and I actually did bring it out, but. From what I could tell, they haven't added any extra new blocks to it or anything. So you're basically just stuck with what you bought with to begin with, with the promise of a modular PC, but nothing to actually swap out. Right, because there's no standards. And I, but you know, it's interesting I, thing about those little mini computers. They're sort of just you throw them away anyway. Well, yeah, I was gonna say because like that's do. the whole thing about living room PCs. Like you can't upgrade most of those steam machines either. Um, so mm. I mean, I mean, you can the high end yeah. ones, but like the the, the oh, Alienware yeah. one and stuff like that. The like ones the that ones are supposed are, to mirror consoles. Yeah, exactly. The ones that are <laughs> you know like a a small size are are mostly just throw them away. Right. Micro towers are that's. I mean, that's kind of the funny thing is like you know people are squeezing like there's a machine back behind us. It's got a Titan X and a Haswell E. It's the size of an Xbox, and you can swap the motherboard. You can swap every single thing in there, all industry standard parts. So why do all this? You know proprietary stuff that you just have to, to you know, I think it's cool that they're thinking them. ahead and thinking of new things though I mean yeah. it's cool that, yeah. they, that I mean they said we're putting this out we're looking to see what people think about it well and, and I, I would mean, like it if building a PC was less of like building a bomb it feels like <laughs> like you know there's always that, that there's always that point where you're like putting RAM into a new motherboard for the first time and like the motherboard's creaking and you're like <laughs> oh no is this too much pressure I'm like, I snap it, and yeah. then it pops in. And you're like, oh, I'm good. All right, cool. Like this is the this is not the day where I burn out a PC uh, before I post it. It's yeah, um, pretty rare to, to blow something. Yeah. Up. Oh, absolutely. But like, but like, I get to see. You know, it would be nice if if building a PC was a little more like, hey, I'm just gonna slot these things together. It all works. I don't have to worry about it. I can do this in like ten minutes. Yeah, um, it's all those easy connections. Yeah, but I mean, because like, I love, uh, for instance, like on the audio side, I love XLR connectors. You just like plug them in. They're three pronged. They snap into place, and like that to me is a, a very simple solution. Anybody can do that, as opposed to like running speaker wire where you're like wrapping it up, and then you need to like cut it to length and then wrap it on the like that's a huge pain in the ass. And and that's sort of where we are with PCs nowadays is like this horrible like hey I'm gonna slot all these things together and hope it works. No, but that's the the whole the whole part of it is like then you can get I I don't what speaker wire do you get? That's not the right speaker wire. <laughs> You need the GTX speaker wire. Oh, you don't cool. have the green sleeving? You need the green sleeving. Double shielding. Check out my shielding on this. How, how much how big is your gauge? Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I mean that's that's sort of the appeal of the PCs. You can, oh, absolutely. You can get really I just stuff. think that, that it would be nice for especially people that would never build a PC normally. This would be a cool thing if it actually became a, a, a standard and people were willing to work with it. Yeah. I just don't I mean, think even- it's going to. I think it's cool that they're thinking ahead. I think it's cool. I mean, even if the whole, you know, let's tightly integrate it all doesn't come together. If, you know, 
five years from now, these easy slot and play edge connectors are, yeah. you know, a standard. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I like experimentation and thinking. Yeah, it's really, I mean, I will say I'm going to bring up something probably few people have ever heard of, and that is BTX, the BTX form factor. That is like ancient history. So Intel itself, which, by the way, birthed ATX and most of the motherboard form factors, they tried to kill it with BTX. And there was a rebellion in the industry because it's like everybody's like, we're not going to throw away our cases for this stupid BTX. And Intel tried with all its might to get everybody to build BTX. They got big OEMs, Dell and HP, Gateway, who was around. They built BTX cases. Everybody else flipped the finger at them. And we're still using basically the exact same form factor from like 1992, which is kind of crazy if you think so, about it. So what you're saying is we need Apple to build one of these. <laughs> mm. Because It'll Apple be doesn't care. Like, this, is, this is, you know, the Thunderbolt port all over again. Yeah. It, it, won't, it won't catch on for 10 years, but 10 years from now, if Apple does it, we'll be using these. And, so. and they'll do it right. You know, this is, you know, this Asus box is probably about as proprietary as an Apple machine because you can't. Yeah. You can't go out and buy a power supply for a Mac, a Mac Tower or something. You can't go. The only thing you can I swap can't. out of an Apple is the RAM and the CPU. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. I can't. I can't now buy one of those. Now. I can't buy a nice trash can case. Well, even my... like the trash can, you forget about the GPUs. The only thing you can swap out is the CPU. Maybe if you're lucky, if they give you the BIOS mm. for it. But that's it. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah, this isn't that bad. But like even a Mac Tower, like the Mac Pro you have, the great big towers. You couldn't do jack with those things, you know. The, everything was so it's pretty close. Yeah, I, and you know that's sort of like every PC person in the world recoils. Like, oh my god, I want to be able to, I want, I want control over it, and that that, that is a problem with with this whole um, Avalon concept. I think so. If I can't add LED light strips to the inside, <laughs> I'm not buying it. Uh, last question, Brad. Uh, before we move on, uh, is is this something that that you'll be able to get your hands on? Are they sending these out? I mean. Or is this um, just, well, this hey, is we're putting it out there? Computex, uh, a lot of it's real, but uh, in this particular case, they're saying, hey, you know, we're putting this out there. We're looking to see what people think. It's not going to be available for sale anytime soon. It's more testing the waters, putting it out there, you know, getting just headlines, inviting conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's under their uh, it's under their ROG uh, brand, right? So they so yeah. it might it might yeah. make an appearance at E3, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Uh, so oh, that, all those OEMs tend to have a, a booth there. So sorry, I mean, one. I mean, what do you guys think of this? Because you know, Computex, which is an, an awesome PC show, you see just insane, awesomely modded computers. But it really has turned into that we're going to make something, show it off, get all the free headlines, and then we're. Eh, and then I that's disagree. It. You'll never see. I, I totally disagree with you. Yeah, I think this one case, this one Dr. computer, yeah, is right. uh, something that they're putting it out there as a concept. Okay. Um, I think that CES. Yeah, I was gonna say CES is way worse than that. It's all paperwork. CES is where it's after the holiday season, and where they're just like, we're just gonna make this crazy crap up, just uh, you know, hopefully get some headlines. And that's where Project Christine was. You're seeing stuff like backpack PCs. I mean, that I have no doubt. Some version of that will very well make it on the market. Computex, like, is where they're showing off stuff you're gonna be able to get. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Because CES is just like whatever dumb thing somebody thought about in a basement somewhere. Yeah, you basically run through the show floor naked throwing $1,000 bills. You get your headlines, and that's hey, here's, all you need. Is that what you eight, do, Gordon? If I got the $1,000 bills, I would. If you gave me the, that, That's how PC it. World gets the CES coverage it gets. You know, so you Everybody just run has around their naked. price. <laughs> Everybody has their price. Mine's, I just, no one will actually pay me that price. So <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I mean, like, you know. I'm just, but you know, it's just kind of. I mean, it's Vegas. Nobody would even look twice. Yeah, I know. Nobody would All right. care. Or San Francisco. There's a naked dude with $1,000 bills. All right. I'm going to move on to reader questions. We put the call out on Twitter and Facebook for reader questions. Uh, and actually, one thing we forgot to talk about, unfortunately, is Zen, because that was the. But I can actually sum up all the Zen news. Uh, AMD has Zen, eight cores, uh, 16 threads, hyper threading like, okay, it'll be out this year. That's pretty much the AMD news, right? Great. Also, uh, where, where can send people oh, send their you questions? Send questions? You can also send questions to us right now at the Full Nerd Podcast at PCWorld.com. And on Twitter? And on Twitter to either myself, Brad is at? 
at Brad Charkas, B-R-A-D-C-H-A-C-O-S. And you can send questions to Hayden because I'm sure he loves interaction. At Hayden CD. And yeah, I, I probably will respond better than Gordon does. Yes, I'm Gordon I'm hates Twitter. It. Yeah, he's horrible. And I am, you know, Gordon Ung uh, or at Twitter. I'll probably I don't make, know. A, I'll make a I dumb joke. It. It, it won't be a real Gordon response, Ong? but. The fake. Yeah, I am actually the fake Gordon Ung. <laughs> wait, wait. So I got questions here. The first one's about Zen. So we forgot to talk about it. Obviously, the only thing we know is, hey, we got it. It works. It's going to come out. AMD said this this week. This uh, question comes from Marshall P. or at Secret Alien Cave. I would love to hear guesstimated hopeful prices for Zen. Many are disappointed by i7 Extreme offerings slash prices. In other words, FU Intel, uh, Marshall. He's, he's griping about, I was doing the same thing, griping about that $1,700 price point. That was AMD showed off Zen the exact same day that Intel's like, hey, check out this processor that's seventeen hundred bucks. Right. I mean, yeah, the price the, the price really was. Oh, a, yeah. A what did I? Right? I said price. I thought it would be a thousand. The eight yeah, core you guys would be around six hundred. Like, no, fifteen hundred bucks. The, the six core down oh, around three hundred, and and no, that was not what happened. Yeah, but you know the thing about that is like you're going, hey, that thousand dollar eight core that's looking pretty good these days. It's like, ooh, what a deal, right? Thousand dollars for your eight core. Well, AMD. here's the thing. They added an extra 84 bucks compared to the A-Core price last year, too. Yeah, yeah. The price. It's, uh, it's inflation. It's I mean, inflation, what are you going to are you gonna buy Zen? That's Intel's thing. Well, I know. That's Intel's like, why don't you go buy an AMD chip? Oh, right. You want to finish your project today. Right? That's, <laughs> that's Intel. But Zen is going to be different, right? We're talking 40% faster than uh, Vishera. A-Cores, hyper-threading could be a real threat. So how much? Everybody want to... What's, what's everybody's predictions? What do you think? Is this prices right uh, rules? Two hundred bucks less than Remember whatever Intel's comparative. Okay, so eleven hundred. It's about eight. It's a ten eighty for the uh, the Intel I think core, A forty percent jump over Vishra is amazing. I don't know if that necessarily gets it equal with Intel in pure per thread performance. Yeah. So I'm thinking eight core, sixteen threads. I think it'll be. Uh, Comparable to like AMD's, uh, pardon me, Intel's four hundred, five hundred dollars. Oh, so five hundred bucks. That's pretty. Yeah, good. I, I would, I would probably go higher than that. I think that they can bank off the the Intel prices and probably hit around like six hundred, seven hundred. Hmm. Right, essentially, I was going to guess six fifty. So we're actually all kind of in the same range. Six fifty. Really, it's a good offset versus Intel eight core. Yeah. Oh, well, and I think that's as high as they can go because I don't think they have the name value anymore in, in CPUs to, to pull off much higher. Yeah, that but, said, know. I think they have the a rabid fan base. The people who love AMD love AMD, and the second that Zen comes out, they're going to sell a, one of those chips to every person who puts the Red Team Plus sticker on their Twitter profile. <laughs> well, and then, you know, honestly, if you're really getting, you know, sort of like, you're not, you're not going to, if you don't get quite eight core performance, you get maybe six and a half, seven core performance, but it's 600 bucks. That that'd be yeah. like I would probably go AMD if I were building a you know a, a system for you know that kind of threading performance. Certainly not going to be buying the seventeen hundred dollar one because I can't afford it. But I don't think people are saying. Uh, I've seen people on Twitter saying, "Oh man, I hope it's affordable, like three hundred or four hundred bucks." I don't think I, that's going to happen. That yeah, that seems way too low. I don't. Then I don't again, I mean, so. they did just price this graphics card at two hundred bucks, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, but this is going to be high end part, you know. And yeah, if a- AMD's crazy. They just got the crazy eyes going now. <laughs> but I, I think the awesome thing is if they come out with six fifty. Intel's going to react if they're even close to their eight core part. Are they going to like okay, we're going to sell it for you know eight hundred dollars, and now we'll move the ten core down to twelve hundred bucks, which you know make you a little less. That'd be nice. Complaining that that's that's what I think Intel's doing. They're just making the money that they can until Zen comes out, and then they're going to price accordingly until then. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised they just didn't make it like twelve thousand dollars because you've got no choice. Twelve thousand. Like what the hell? Yeah. Uh, this is one. This is uh, from Benj Edwards, as we all know, at Benj Edwards, uh, one of our writers. Actually, it's a great question. Do 8- or 10-core CPUs have any practical uses for everyday desktop PC users? Do you think they ever will? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> and probably no. It depends on what you're doing it for. I mean, because there are a handful of specialized uh, applications that do take advantage of all those cores. Like if you're video editing or something, 
Yeah, I mean, sure. I just don't I, don't. I don't include those in everyday. Like to me, yeah, everyday desktop yeah, PC fair. users are like the people that browse email and and the web. Yeah, and get like, a Chromebook. Like <laughs> maybe Chromebook. maybe if you're one of those people like me that opens a million tabs and just leaves them open all the time. Chrome and, is a and you're using hog, Chrome. For sure. yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. If you're using Chrome, you're screwed. So yeah, uh, Firefox at least doesn't load your tabs until you actually click on them, so you can have a million tabs open at once. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like maybe if you're that person, but that's that's a doubtful niche case. I don't think anybody normal needs eight or ten cores. Yeah, it's I'm kind of caught in between this because I'm I, I will say what you know that ten core chip man, you gotta you gotta really work it to stress it out. You really just you just like you're just like ladling multi-threaded apps on multi-threaded apps just to really push get the most performance out of it. So that's definitely not an everyday desktop PC user. You know, I at home I'm an everyday desktop PC user though. I play video games. You know, I'll just I'll just do a quick edit and re, uh, premiere or encode something in tra- in, in uh, Handbrake. It's like you know, it's nice watching all eight cores on that machine just kind of move along, and it's like okay, that's that makes it worth it. So yeah, well, and I, it does I think that like how you define I, everyday. I think games will eventually like I think you know eight core and ten core uh, maybe like ten years down the road. <laughs> oh man, that is forever. <sighs> But like, you get think, in the time machine and go back to 2006, <laughs> and we're like, what the hell were we rolling back then? That was like, think of video Dual cards. Cores. No, I don't know. I don't know. 2006, you were, we were all probably core, where did core two come around? Like 2007? So yeah, we'd all be that. using, you'd either, if you were a loser, you'd be using Pentium 4 still, or you'd be using an Athlon, right? So if you were cool, you'd have your Athlon, but it'd be a single, single core Athlon. Yeah. So. Ten years is a hell of a long time. Oh, it's a long time. I just think that that in general, the pace at which those things are are bumping up because like because the average person doesn't use them. Yeah, I feel like we're not like there's no impetus for most people to to go to a six core eight core chip yet. I I tell you what, it might be sacrilege here, but I tell most normal people that I know, my aunts, my friends, so on and so forth, who aren't gamers, your aunt, hey man, go buy like a high end AMD APU or buy a Core i three. I mean, you don't need to throw more than you need to at these things. I mean, even even for games, that's always yeah, been like for, for, for games, an i5, like a mid-range, non-overclockable i5 has been the standard for so long now. And we're finally starting to move to, to i7s just so you can get that hyper-threading. Right. But for most people, like most people do not need more than that performance for any game right now. And, and it's been that way for years like i mean for i mean the 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 dual core just went out went out of style like two years ago that's they, just sad they stopped that's supporting just, that that is a sad future i mean that's like <laughs> 10 years we're gonna 2026 i mean brad likes that though brad's written using, a lot of things about uh you know it's nice that that normal people don't have to upgrade their pc every every five years or whatever which i agree with like it's cool yeah. that you can buy a pc and you run it for a long time if you're just a normal person yeah but you know i i gotta say the problem with that though and this is our our problem is microsoft and all of the app developers they're like we're gonna write everything hey you don't need you're you're running word and office you don't need a quad core you don't need 10 cores right but hell if they had actually like Five years ago, I said, look, people are going to have this much compute performance. We need to really push Word. I mean, it's crazy. But what if they like... Clippy needs I know this extra animation. That Word art yeah. needs. <laughs> why, why does a person need to be writing their stupid sentences? You could be writing it for them in Word. You've got the computing power. If well, they had done that... Yeah, you're going to have a bot, you know, like AI dr- right, driving AI, itself. It's you know, writing it it's for writing you. For you. It's, yeah. it, as you're, it's like real-time editing. You can so need a like, lot of cores for that AI. It's like, if this yeah. is terrible, it would highlight it in red, saying this is bad. Bad pros. <laughs> uh, terrible. But not. But just think, that seems insane now, but if they had that started that no, 10 years ago, what? we would not be in, this, in, the, in the world where at, like, where at the PC, like, you can get by with a you know, with an atom based Chromebook and like you, what else do you need? Right. That's kind of, that's kind of why, uh, AMD is struggling right now. Right. Cause they put all their chips on this heterogeneous computing. You know, the idea that we would need more cores and stuff yeah. like that. And it just didn't app developers didn't follow their vision on. No, that. I, I agree. I feel like, I feel like part of the problem with the PC is we've, we've reached a, like a good enough point in, right. in everything. That's not games. Like games are the one area where people are still like, no, I need more. And that's crazy. No, because I'd say for be- video encoding, I always sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, 
for, but, yes. but for like yes, yes performance yes. and stuff, which is like a, a small niche. Yeah, yeah. But for like your general day to day user, we've reached this good enough point where it's like, well, my browser runs good enough and my my email runs good enough. So like, what would I need more for? And the problem is because of that, we've reached a point where now nobody even wants to come up with the ideas that are better than good enough. Like that because they just are like, well, who cares? Like we can just Microsoft can put out the same exact copy of Word they've been putting out for the last 10 years right? and do a couple of UI tweaks and everybody's like, fine, I'll pay 250 bucks because like, they're the only ones doing it. Yeah, but why I mean, why not make make use, if they had just made use of all the compute resources, yeah, like GPU absolutely. and CPU and like, is it, is it too hard to, to expect AI in, in Word or something? I mean, my PC you runs know? at like, you know, my PC is using like 10% of its, of its power at any given moment. Uh, until I boot up a game, and then a game will you know push that thing off to the max. But like for for just like if I go home right now and I just turn on my computer and it's running Firefox and Word and like maybe maybe Evernote. Or yeah, something. you could you could run it in a cell like, I'm, I'm right, that, Yeah, so. I can, like I mean I run it off my phone every day, and that's like, our problem. That's all I need, and that is our problem is the lazy app developers are not not pushing the edge, which is why game why and we, they all moved over to phones, awesome right? PC, like that's right? that's the problem is every every app developer pretty much moved over to phones and was like, well, we're going to push our mobile offering. Just imagine. And that just, feels like old PC offerings where like every year right. there's a measurable increase in like what those phones can do. Uh, and even there we're starting to reach a plateau of like, like when's the last time you heard about a crazy new app on your phone that did something that your, your old phone couldn't actually do. Uh, I mean, I guess like, like fingerprint scanning was the last time and, and that yeah, wasn't even I, very interesting. Yeah. So, but I'm I'm just saying. Think, think, imagine if if app developers like productivity apps, yeah, developed like game developers, yeah, right. You know, like you make some. Little I want to use all eight cores. And, yeah, like and if you want to, like, yeah, we're gonna make this thing. Like, man, you're gonna be like balls out. You need ten cores for this. Yeah, I mean, it seems crazy, but we would not be in the crappy situation we're at with the PC right yeah. now. Or at least something that scales, right? So, like, if you run it on a dual-core thing, you can get the basics, but if you have a 10-core chip, I mean, it'll ramp up and kick more ass. Right. Yeah. And that's, and the problem is, like, I don't even know <coughs> what that, like, you know, we're, we're joking about, like, maxing out Word, and, like, I don't even really know what I would want out of Word. I just know that, like, oh, there must be, be awesome. something. Like, that's not my job, right? Like, my job is not to come up with crazy things that Word can do. Could you uh, imagine, though, you're writing and it's just, like, telling you, like, oh, no, that's wrong. And not, like, how it's kind of wrong now, <laughs> but, like, really good. Like, well, yeah, you be wrote great. it better like this, and it learns your style, and then pretty soon so, like, you're, that's, like, that's one that I, I would love, I right? It's working like, for that you. That, that's what I would love, right? Like, my phone will just learn words automatically. Like, if I type somebody's name... A hundred thousand times, it eventually goes. Oh, that's a real word. I'm just gonna offer that as like a word that he wants to type. And like, word still doesn't do that. Like, if I if I'm writing a you know an article about myself, which is weird, but if, I, if I'm writing about myself <laughs> and I write my name a, a hundred thousand times, it'll still highlight every single one as if that's not a word. And 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 the fact that we don't have like like that sort of predictive learning on dictionaries and stuff like that, like that seems like stuff that would be very easy to fold in. Right. With, with not much of a power increase, uh, but no, we still have boring 2007 era word. Uh, okay, I'm going to move on to the next question before we get the we get the finger. <laughs> this is from Felipe <laughs> Ribeiro. The finger from Adam or the finger from Microsoft? <laughs> Probably from people are like crap yeah, about yeah, Word. <laughs> I'm sure the Word team is is listening to every single thing right right now. They're like, oh my god, that'd be great. The we Word just, team is like one guy. Why didn't we start break out this time machine? Go back in time and insert that in a word. Would that be would that be awesome though? Suddenly, like they go back, they insert that, and like, and then got my job. You don't be mess way with easier. the timeline, right? Yeah. Well, you could. Me- they should don't mess, mess with, with the, the timeline. timeline. They should mess with the timeline. They go back. They make Word awesome. We would not have this like. Well, I don't need more than a Celeron or a, a seven-year-old Pentium Four to use Microsoft Word crap, right? Hey, this this headline doesn't look clickbaity enough. Yeah. Does Do you want to make it more clickbaity? <laughs> Thanks, Clippy, I do. Yeah. Clippy. It'd be like the Clippy would come back like a Terminator. It'd be like, damn, that'd be scary, right? I can't wait all, to. Like, bulked s- out and like with an Uzi. I can't wait to Clippy. see Clippy with anti Come with me if you on. want to live. Clippy in 4K with a. Uh... VR Clippy. Yeah. Oh, He's man. coming right at you. That would be. F- I was going to use some harsh language there. That'd be awesome. Like Terminator Clippy, man. All yeah. right. So, Felipe wants to know, what is the socket for AMD 812 that was also announced this week, which is their new APU? Uh, 
Bad news, the new APU is mobile only, so forget about putting it in your desktop yet. And I think the new A12 and desktop will be on the AM4 socket, which is they're having reunification because, you know, as you know, AMD's had like FM1, FM2, FM3, FM12 or something. They're going to combine everything back into one socket so you can run APUs and CPUs. So you can run Zen CPUs and Zen APUs down the road with your A12 probably. Yeah, right now they have... uh what like three or four different motherboard types socket types and yeah. the idea is to get everybody on uh i think it's called am4 plus right uh once zen comes out once all these apus come out it's just a mess i mean i couldn't even keep up when they first came out with fm1 and then it was like oh that doesn't work with fm2 we need fm2 and then like they came up with three fms within like a, a year and a half of each other it was a disaster uh noel grant asked an enterprise like question how will Broadwell E impact per core licensing? Bad news, Grant. I looked this up. Uh, Microsoft anticipated this and has already screwed you because they probably went back in time. Uh, if you are running a server, uh, if you are, it's it, you must license sixteen cores for a one P server. So yeah, ten cores. They've already designed it, so you are already screwed on this. You've been pre-screwed on the uh, the mini core server. On Thanks, your, Obama. Or server or server. Uh, last one from I'm gonna am I gonna get this right? It's from Hassam Skywacker. Skywacker. I feel not, like I feel like Waker, but could be Waker. But sorry, man, if that's your real name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will there be any downgrade in price of the previous generations? And I'm assuming this is a Broadwell E question. So he wants to know: Can now that Broadwell E is out, can you get Haswell E cheaper? Probably. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like I don't know how long those will be in stock. So yeah, they usually don't do that, right? No, they've already they yeah. have it. They have you figured out. Uh, bad news, uh, Skywacker. They have it figured out. Uh, they get you coming and going. So no, you will never save anything on those old CPUs. Cause, I mean, uh, I mean, as Brad said, you're you're already saving, you know, fifty bucks or whatever off the new one. So. I, if if Newegg has one, you might as well go with that uh, if that's what you want. But and uh, actually, I, I think you you are saving on the old one because the old one's only a thousand dollars. Only. Bargain yeah, well, you didn't pricey. say that last year. It was a hazard. He was like, all you'd ever get is like thousand dollars. What do you think I am? You think I'm rich or something? You think I'm Zuckerberg? I'm just gonna break out like. Like they just throw thousand dollar bills on the floor for the CPU. Is Zuckerberg then, our new? Is he our new Bill Gates? Is yeah, that but who, you just kind of like now is like. Uh, I just th- think I don't I'm think rich I, like Zuckerberg. I never sort of see like Bill Gates is like throwing the thousand dollar bills out at you, but you nah. can see maybe Mark. No, is he's like, too busy. <laughs> he's throwing thousand dollar bills at mosquitoes. Yeah, that's true. But no, they they got your yeah, but no, but think about it now. Now you're like, holy shit. Man, eight cores, thousand dollars. Yeah, that's not a. I don't feel bad at all now. That was a nice catch. It really did work. I mean, now it's like seventeen hundred dollars is so ridiculous over the the top. You're like for two more cores, two more cores. <laughs> it's just yeah. It's like why? I just like it's like they don't even want to sell it. Almost. I mean, it's awesome. Again, it just it's it slams body slams eight core Haswelly, but for seven hundred twenty three dollars more, I just I'm sorry. So it worked. Or that I can't was afford either question. of them. So yeah, I know. I, well, <laughs> yeah, but that, if you had your choice, you're like, well, you got you got to put a gun to my head. I got by with them. I'll take the thousand dollar Haswelly. <laughs> I mean, you know, what the hell? I seventeen hundred dollars. No, that's too much. I'll I'll take this one. It's a good deal. All right. So that is cool. uh, the last for the questions. Hey, yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for pre-screening them this time. Yes, too. I that, actually that highlighted nice. them rather yeah, than that, that, that went real good this this time. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> and looking up the last answers time? last time, I he got just lost. he got him cold. He just like, I haven't looked at these. <laughs> like real I pulled time. Him straight off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised uh, there wasn't one that said "Go screw yourself." Like uh, Hassam Skywalker says, "Go screw yourself." <laughs> it's Skywacker. Skywacker. God, man, I feel bad. Like maybe I ruined that guy's name. Like, yeah. On air too. Well, I of course I've gotten that all the time. So I just a, feel it's like, cool, man. I feel like it can't be Sky Waker. You don't think so? Not Sky. Well, the W is uppercase too. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I feel like it's got to be a a screen name. Sky Whacker might be. Maybe that's what kind of like Sky Whacker. I don't know. <laughs> maybe like a play off of Skywalker. It's got to be Skywalker. Yeah, but whacking. So yeah. whacking. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll so go with that. We'll go with that. Anyway, thank you. You have wasted one hour of your life on the full nerd. 
Check back in two weeks for your fix of all PC talk, hopefully less console talk, although we did trash talk them a little bit. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes and your favorite Android podcast app. Send questions and comments to the full nerd podcast at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Nung with Brad Chalkis. God, I screwed that up. Sorry. Charkis. With Brad Skywacker. Speaking of last names. Brad Tacos. And Hayden Digman. He's gonna, you got to say bye, man. Oh, you got to say you like rude, man. Don't leave people hanging. And, of course, if we don't give him credit, he will F us up in the edit. Adam Patrick Murray on the camera. Yeah. We'll and, see you. Oh, and give him the fingers. Give yeah. him the fingers. Yeah. yeah he'll just <laughs> see that's what people know. People like normally we don't see the people behind the camera, but if we didn't have him on the camera, he would just F us up. We'd seem like idiots, right? Just he'd stand like back there, just cut like... us together with dead air and we seem like we didn't know what we were doing. Well, it's real yeah. good because he starts going like this when we're yeah, rambling. Yeah. yeah, but he's so... doing it like this. Oh, yeah. I can't do that. Wait, sorry. <laughs> oh Nothing. man. No, I gotta <laughs> blur, that gotta out. blur that out. <laughs> oh man. All right. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you in two weeks for some E3 action. Yeah, I was oh, right. say, that's oh, yeah. right Three. in the middle of E3, right? Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, so I'm going to be down in in oh, LA. We should have done like I'm a gonna preview. Be there too. I forgot yeah. about this. Too much to talk about. I mean, so what are your predictions? I already talked. Uh, yeah, new, new Xbox, new Xbox, new PS4, uh and probably some games. Yeah. There'll be games there. Any yeah. PC hardware that we care about? No. No? Uh I mean, I uh, got AMD's gaming show, the PC gamer show that they yeah. do. Yeah, oh, AM, gonna, AMDs or PC gamers? Well, they're they're partnered, so it's kind of weird. It's going to be a dual RX 480 car. Going to be out in August of nope. 2018, maybe? No, no. I I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to say 480 <laughs> is probably the high end they're doing the immediately. I bet you the next one will be the 470, even cheaper. Really? So your predictions That's my are? That's guess. All right, my wow. prediction is. Wow. My prediction is there will be a new Xbox and. Microsoft has gotten its ass handed to it by the PS4, so this next Xbox is going to kick the crap out of the PS4. And it's going to be called the Xbox 5. Xbox 560. It's going to be called <laughs> Xbox Windows 10. Xbox, turn on. Man, we just can't turn this damn thing off. Where's the off button? <laughs> Let's get Adam's out of just, here. Just cut us out. All right. Out. Out. Cut. <laughs>